Welcome to the Nittany and Badger Big Ten Football Podcast. In today's episode, we break down what happened in Madison and also discuss the dominant wins for the big three teams. We also will preview the Giants showdown in Columbus next week. Let's get going. Welcome into the Nittany Badger. My name is Shane Lennon, your host. Joined as always by my co-host Corey Heineman. Uh, Corey, you showed up this week. Mm, <laughs> reluctantly. Yeah. After what you said last week, I the Badgers know. sure as hell didn't. No. But, yeah. No. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to ask you how you are. I know that was a tough, tough loss. We can get into uh, how they just review the whole game. Uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes beat the Wisconsin Badgers in Madison 15-6. to What a scoreline. Yeah, what an awesome, awful score. Uh, being a Hawkeye fan, I'm sure they're happy. But you know what? I'm going to get a – your team sucks, Hawkeyes fans. Your team absolutely – your offense is atrocious. Nobody wants to watch that kind of football. You're still yeah. winning games, but it's, it's awful. Sadly, we're kind of Iowa light. Slightly better offense, a lot worse defense, and it's still shit to watch. Yeah, I I don't know, like, maybe you know a little bit more, like, it seems like they're trying to fit, you know, a, a round peg in a square hole with the offense. Yeah, Longo um, is not impressed with the guy. I don't know. So, obviously, when they first come in, they don't have the personnel to just go air raid or whatever they said they were going to do and they realized that so whatever and the problem with chris and everyone else for the last few years is the play calling was shit and then these guys come in and you expect you know an improvement because shit's pretty easy to move up from (laughs) and the play calling is different now but it still seems like shit like I just, in the second half there, when we were putting a little bit together with our backup, Braden Lockin, who, uh, no fault of his own, is a, pretty much the first real game he's ever had to play mm-hmm. going in against Iowa at halftime. Yeah, and he's, and he's not getting yeah he's not getting first-team reps in practice. He's yeah. just coming in cold. So no blame on that guy. I actually saw some things from him that I liked, so hopefully he'll stick around. But beyond that, uh, back to the play calling. It, I understand maybe they're trying to catch Iowa off guard or something, but they would call a pass play on first and 10, incomplete, you know, Braden Locke, not the greatest game completion percentage rise is right around 
Mm-hmm. But then you started off like 0 for 5 and 2 for 7 at one point. So yeah. you started putting it out together a little bit later on. But so they would do that. Then they run the ball, get almost no yards because the offensive line is garbage. So now you're looking at third and 10 with this dude who's playing the first game of his life pretty much in Wisconsin uniform. And it's just they weren't doing him any favors. They, it's like they didn't game plan properly. They didn't watch Iowa games to realize how they could be beat. And then they left points on the board going for it on fourth and one inside the red zone early on in the game. I mean, you're playing against Iowa. Use your head. You need to score only a few points. Every point is yeah. super helpful. Every time you get in there, you're screwing yeah. around. Yeah, every time you get down in the red zone or, or close enough, or you should be attempting a field goal at the very at the minimum. Yeah, this is not a team you need a lot of touchdowns to beat. Nope. So not that we were ever going to get in the end zone four one anyway, the way we were looking. But <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, Tanner Mordecai, even if he stayed in the game, I don't think it would have changed much. Like I said, Braden Locke, all things considered, didn't look that bad. And they both looked miles ahead of Deacon Hill, who was 6 of 14 for 37 yards and won the game. (laughs) Yeah, his stat lines are so awful. I I don't know how this team is getting by. And then to let up a big play? Yeah, to let up a big play to them? Oh, yeah, like, an 82-yard run. Yeah, what are you doing? Like, They're going to run the ball almost exclusively. When they do pass it, it's going to be so bad that you practically don't even have to cover the receivers. And you still get burned on 82-yard early in the game. Yeah. Fucking morons. <laughs> and then I... they almost got burned again in the second half. But Hunter Wooler came up with an amazing open field tackle. He pretty much got juked out of his shoes and somehow like contorted his body back to at least get an arm on the leg to take him down. Otherwise it would have been even worse. Yeah. I saw a screenshot on Twitter of that, a long touchdown run and there were at least seven red shirts in the box. Like why (laughs) surrounding, like they were all there. Like how did he get out of that and go for Take it to the house. I have no idea. But <laughs> yeah, defense not good. Offense even worse. Wide receivers are almost non-existent. Just terrible. Yeah, and we talked about that last week. Their receivers have been almost non-existent. All yeah, they're season. just not getting any separation. I don't know if it's the routes or if it's what it is. If it's the receiver, but I do think there's something with the uh, trying to reload out of the transfer portal. I think. I think it's becoming more and more obvious every year that a lot of the guys are transferring because they kind of suck and they're not playing where they're at because they kind of suck. And we got a whole load of guys that kind of suck. I mean, you can make it happen. We saw what happened. Yeah, I mean, there are there are gems. Yeah, there are gems around. The ones we got were not gems. And the reason they weren't playing and putting up numbers where they were is because they just weren't good enough. Mm-hmm. So I can't really blame... Can't put a lot of blame on Fickle, personally, like, on him. A lot goes on Longo for just, I don't know. I don't even know what they're trying to do out there. It's hard to really understand the play calling and, like, 
what they thought they were going to be able to do against Iowa defense. And then a ton of it still goes on Chris and his That's what I was gonna bring up. Yeah. former coaching staff. The cab cabinet was more bare than we even expected. These offensive linemen are guys that probably would have never even saw the field 10 years ago when we actually bred offensive linemen that could play. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to bring up the Mordecai injury. Um, it didn't look good. He had he was following through on a pass, and he hit his helmet off an Iowa defender coming in, um, mm-hmm. and then he mouthed to the sideline. You get the TV camera picked it up. I can't throw. And I was like, ooh, that's not good. He might have broken his hand. It could I, have been I, unrelated I, to the hand thing. He might have just been telling the <laughs> truth. I can't, I can't throw. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a garbage quarterback. I can't throw. Yeah. Um, yeah. Either way, yeah, you're, you're right, though. I don't I don't think it would have changed. They actually scored. They looked like they were – they had some momentum in the second half. Um, yeah, Locke, Locke um, after his first, like, five incompletions, I mean, in the second half, he started to put a few things together. Yeah, and they actually had a chance, and I, so many like tiny little things could have gone differently. Like Deacon Hill had a pass batted up in the air that looked initially like it was intercepted by the defensive tackle, but then they that would have put the Badgers on like Iowa's thirty-yard line or something like that, and I think it was still a might have still been a one-point game at that point. Oh, and, uh, game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it was seven to six. Okay. At that okay. point. And uh that would have I mean changed the game completely. In replay they made the right call. The defensive tackle didn't hold on to it. Then the ensuing punt, uh DK fumbled it and then luckily got back on it. But so now we went from being on the possible Iowa thirty yard line to now we're at our own four yard line. Yeah. And yeah, when you play in field position and letting Iowa's punter just have a field yeah, day. Yeah, Tory Taylor's like the best punter in the in the yeah. country right now. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and the other thing is, uh, I mean, Braylon Allen. I don't put a ton of blame on him. Some of the play calls are horrible. They got fourth and one, and they're running pitches to the outside. Yeah, yeah, I didn't it's completely that. stupid. Yeah, and but even beyond that, like. He just doesn't have the breakaway speed. I mean, without yeah, he looks really, slower. I, yeah, I, I thought he looks slower this year. He's bulked up too much. We're basically trotting out there two glorified fullbacks at the moment, between Jackson Aker and Braylon Allen. They're just way too big, and we don't have. I was trying to look down the roster. I mean, normally we would have, you know, a couple guys that you could point to that have first or second round talent going to the NFL. I don't think we have a single guy on the roster that has it. Mm-hmm. Braylon Allen too big and slow for it. He doesn't have it. He's supposed to be our star player, which I don't know. He just doesn't have the speed. Jonathan Taylor had the speed and could break it at any moment. Braylon Allen can break tackles, runs pretty strong, but not amazingly strong on short yardage and just has no burst after that. Kind of what I've been hearing about. I mean, we're not going to talk everything. We haven't finished up with Wisconsin here, but I've heard of Nick Singleton. Why? Where he lost his burst is he bulked 
up too much in the offseason, and now he's he looks slower. And it's the same yeah. thing with Allen, too. He just Braylon Allen's he's got up there. They say he weighs 245. Like, why? Yeah. Like, if you want to be an NFL caliber running back, you need to get down close to, like, 225 yeah. and get a little speed. But, yeah, so the only two words I can use to describe the game is fucking pathetic. <laughs> and we can just move on after that. <laughs> so we're, we're done here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Silver lining. I would, say, I would say fucking pathetic for both sides. I mean, oh, somebody yeah. had to win the game, but Iowa is fucking pathetic. Their offense yeah. is, is, is terrible. Um, yeah, their defense was better, and their special teams was better, and that's why they won the game. Yeah, their their punter, like I was saying, Taylor averaged 50, 50.6 yards on 10 punts. We don't talk stats of punting, but when you have a punter like that, I mean, he should probably win the Ray, is it the Ray Guy Award. Yeah, he should probably so. win that for best punter. I mean, the guy is a, he, I mean, that's what Iowa does. They play great defense, they play field position, and then they have the two areas of the field and and Ferentz, the both Ferentz's are like the hell with the offense. Who cares? All we need is a few field goals, maybe get a safety like they did in this game and can win a game. Yeah, and when the other team's offense doesn't come in with a proper game plan, it's game over pretty much. Yep. Yep. But uh. I was going to say, the only silver lining is that at least we won't probably have to go embarrass ourselves in Indianapolis this year. We can let Iowa go do that. Yeah, Iowa. I mean, they're in the driver's seat now. We know how that goes with the Big Ten West. But they do look like the best team. And it doesn't matter who's coming out of the West, honestly. They're all going to get their shit rocked in Indianapolis. It's not going to be pretty. Um, doesn't matter who the East team is. We know it's going to be one of the big three, but it it's um, it doesn't matter. Any no. of them will destroy Iowa, or if another team ends up in the yeah uh, in the driver's seat. But so luckily, it probably won't be us. I have to embarrass ourselves. I mean, Iowa would have to lose two now, and you guys would have to win out and not lose anything else, most likely. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of football yeah. left. You never know, but and doesn't seem like Mordecai is going to be like back right away i haven't heard an update on it but yeah i haven't heard that kind of thing i mean it's not like next week he's gonna be ready to go so we knew the cupboard was pretty bare behind him a couple freshmen that's about it so i guess we'll probably go with Braden lack going forward and Uh, trial by fire i was going to mention iowa also lost their uh tight end eric gall another tight end that's down so that's I mean, bad news for them, but they'll just keep on clicking with their shitty offense. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah, he, so he went down. What was that in the first half, even? Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was still their leading receiver. Two catches for 19 yards. <laughs> <laughs> so awful. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I can't really put the blame on our defense. I mean, I, other than that big play, they kind of did their job for the most part stats wise but yeah it's very inefficient play calling very inefficient on the offensive end you have to be super efficient on your touches and on your scoring when you're playing iowa and we Mm -hmm. just were not yep yeah i mean Penn State gave them everybody the blueprint how to beat them just just wear them down 
and and keep hold on to the ball enough and play good defense. And I, I mean, they are you don't have to play great defense against Iowa, but um, yeah. just be sound enough to not let them do anything, suffocate them. And that's what you have to do. But I don't know if there's any Big Ten West teams that can really do that against Iowa. No. Um, but we ready to move on from this shit shit fest? Yeah, I was ready like two minutes to go in the game on Saturday, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. Um, yeah, so let's move on to Penn State against UMass. Not a ton to talk about. The Nittany Lions won 63 nothing. They did what they had to do. Um, got off to a little bit slow start again on offense, um, but. You know, they picked it up after they got a punt return from a touchdown uh, for a touchdown by uh, Daquan Hardy, who ended up with two punt returns for touchdowns in the game. Uh, first time a Nittany line has ever done that. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, no real big plays. This is just not a big play offense. I mean, everybody's going to say, talk about that, they need explosive plays, but maybe they don't. Maybe they can win games by just grinding out, you know, the clock and. and yeah. Don't commit a lot of penalties, and then you don't have to get a lot of yards to, you know, score eventually. Yep, and I thought it was big to get three touchdown passes to the tight ends because when we talk about the game next week against Ohio State, I'll bring up the tight ends. Um, but yeah, I mean, they they suffocated UMass. UMass was not going to be. They tried some things. They have a couple speedsters on their team. I noticed. Um, they try to get them out in space, but it's hard to do when Penn State's very good at getting to the perimeter on their defense. Um, and yeah, UMass cause just couldn't do anything. I think, did you predict a shutout or you said it could yeah. possibly be a shutout? I think I predicted it. I went yeah. with it. Yeah, they, they only gave up a total of 109 yards and nine first downs, which is actually better, more better offensively than Iowa was against Penn State. So I guess UMass can take that away. Yeah. Um, Penn State did get their first uh, offensive turnover in, in the game. Um, they fumbled in the first half. Uh, so, But Alar hasn't, still hasn't thrown an interception, so that's good. Um, but, yeah, you can't – no injuries, and you can't take much from this game because UMass was completely outmatched from the get-go. The weather was shit. It was raining all game. Um, so to put up 63 points in a crap game, because in similar conditions last year, they barely could have beat Northwestern. I think that game was like 14-7 or something like that. It was very low scoring and in the same conditions. So um, to put up 60 over 60 in this game and get the shutout was pretty good. And just the last tune-up before uh, the big one next week. So can't say much more than that in, in this one. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously nothing to complain about. I would have thought they would have got a few more uh, kind of wide receivers in on the action. Yeah. They didn't really share the ball around that much beyond Lambert Smith and Harrison Wallace kind of Yeah, it was good to see Harrison second. Wallace. Yeah, Harrison Wallace came back. You know, he's been injured since, like, early in the season. So it was good to see him come back and get some playing time before next week because they're going to need him next week. But he did. He was the one that ended up uh, losing the fumble. Um, the other one was on a it, uh, it's listed in the stats as Cam Miller, but it was it hit off his back on a punt on a punt coverage um, and UMass recovered. But the defense came back out and pushed him backwards and they couldn't <laughs> they couldn't do anything. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can't 
can't complain too much. Again, people, I think, I mean, the fans are going to complain that we're not getting explosive plays, but you know what? As long as they're winning and maybe eventually they'll pop one. They tried yesterday. Allard did throw a couple deep shots. Some One was long that I recall. One was dropped. Um, so they did try a couple. Uh, they got two plays over 20-plus yards. I think Theo Johnson, he had one of his touchdowns, was like a 25, 30-yarder. Yeah. Um, Once you start getting up so much, it's like you really kind of look like an asshole if you just keep going for big plays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but they were trying. I mean, right for the first play, Aller looked downfield, had nothing, and he checked down to to the guy out in the flat. So, um, yeah, it's uh, – yeah, you can't say much more than that. A win, get ready for next week. So that's uh, that's the story yeah. of that game. No, no, uh, no big injuries or anything. Nope. Everyone should be ready to go, so get in yep. and get up. That's it. Um, going around the rest of the league, our conference, um, which basically is a league now. <laughs> Next year, we have four more teams coming in. Uh, but the other two, big th- uh, the big three really pounded their opponents this week. Ohio State over Purdue, 41-7. to That game wasn't even close. Um, so, yeah, Ohio State basically had a tune-up as well. Uh, before the game with Penn State next week, um, yeah, they still uh, Ohio State's still just not running the ball like they used to. Well, yeah, and I was going to bring that up. They lost, um, they lost their running back in that game as well, um, and they've already had uh, Trayvon Henderson was out for the game, and so yeah, it's their rushing attack is is really um, concerning for them. Yeah, Mayan Williams yeah. was also out. Yeah. Um, receiver Egbuka was out, and their top defensive back Dan- Denzel Burke it was all he was um, sitting out. So I don't know what the status of these guys are for the Penn State game. Uh, if yeah, we're gonna say beat it's them, probably precautionary for this game, and I would expect them back. But I don't know for sure. Yeah, but even when they've been in the running backs, they haven't had. Oh yeah, they haven't the been well this whole season. I'm, yeah. I don't quite get it. I'm not. Well, it's not like they're going against like teams that are known to stop the run like you can run against purdue if you want to yeah but now they will be going against a team that's known for stopping the run so, yeah so uh, i don't know and their offensive line has been a has been a sore spot for them this year so it, i think um it's going to be in, it's going to be an interesting matchup and we'll we'll get to that in the preview but yeah, as for this seems game fine for pass blocking but run blocking hasn't been great yeah kyle mccord had a Good game, 276, three touchdowns. Um, they had two turnovers. Were they fumbles? Gotta look at the. Yeah, they lost two fumbles one Kyle McCord and one by Devin Brown. Okay. Okay, but no interceptions there. But yeah, Purdue could not do anything in this game. It was all over quickly. Um, yeah, they're back to. I mean, they had a big win last week. Uh, but. Yeah, not not a good Purdue team this year. No. Hudson Card, again, another transfer that 13 of 32, 126 yards, just not great. Yeah. You can kind of see why he uh, had to leave Texas. Yeah, Maccabee had a good game. He was their best standout. He, he got 110 yards, six, six yards uh, per carry, so that was, that yeah, was not bad for him. 
But other than that, I mean, Ohio State was probably just letting them. Maybe a lot of those yards came later in the game, too. That I don't know. Yeah, I didn't watch this game. <laughs> it was on Peacock, too. So I yeah. to watch it, I would have had to go over uh, on the yeah, app. I don't want to flip through apps. I'll flip channels. I'm not flipping apps. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the other game, uh, Michigan over Indiana, 52-7. The Hoosiers were I did up watch this nothing. game. Yeah, I did Hoosiers watch this up, game. Yeah, up 7 nothing after the first half. So it was a slow start again for Michigan. Then they just well, rolled after that. So, yeah. Michigan uh first couple offensive uh plays were not or a series were not great. Indiana actually moved the ball really well on the first one. And then Taven Jackson threw an interception. But uh so they were actually moving the ball a little bit and then he got pulled for Brendan Soresby. But uh they actually scored on a pretty sweet trick play wide receiver pass. Um uh, but yeah, after that it was all Michigan. Yeah, Gus Johnson was killing me though. Oh, oh man, he <laughs> apparently apparently Blake Corum is now known as Blake the Great, is what he kept calling him. And then Donovan Edwards, he kept referring to as the Don. <laughs> and these are like nicknames he must have just made up like the night before the game, and he wanted him to catch on. And he's trying so hard to get him to seem normal and catch on, and he just sounded like such a clown. Oh gosh, I heard kind of lit up uh, Penn State Twitter a little bit that um, both him and Joel Klatt brought up James Franklin's comments about scheduling this past week. And I hear that. Yeah, and Franklin, he had to, he said it on his Tuesday press conference talking about scheduling, and he said there was a cop, there was a team in the conference that is pulling out of contracts and stuff like that, and Michigan lit up. They thought they were all, you know, he was talking about them and stuff that saying like they're lightening up their schedule, but he, he had to clarify his comments on Wednesday and said like, you know, I, he didn't even call out a specific team. And some people think it might've actually been Indiana cause they're going, they were, they had a contract with Louisville and now they're pulling out of that, but just saying it's actually smart. And that's what Penn State's trying to do too, is because your, your big 10 schedule is about to get a lot harder. So yeah. why why should you make these I mean, big non-conference games? Yeah, and you made those agreements under completely different circumstances. Exactly. Yeah, so he just had to, but then like... It makes sense yeah. to you want to change it. Yeah, and the context wasn't picked up by Gus and um, Klatt, and they like said something about it at the game at, during the game. And said like he was taking a shot at Michigan, and I'm like, come on, guys, you got to do a little bit of background homework on this. I don't think Gus does any beyond making up nicknames. Oh yeah, probably not. And it's gonna be, you know, he has a little bit of a love affair with Ohio State, so that that's gonna uh, yeah. be fun listening to this week. I might yeah. have to mute those guys during the game. Kyle the King McCord, it's coming up. <laughs> the King. Mm. But uh, I was gonna mention. The Don, your boy, he got a touchdown this week. Yeah, so he, uh, he looks like a shell of himself. Nine he carries does. for 20 yards. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure what's happened to him, but yeah, he just does not look like the same guy. Yeah. And Blake the Great, I mean, yeah, he had two touchdowns, but he wasn't even Michigan's leading rusher. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, another nickname. Yeah, we're gonna hear from from Gus is the world famous Ohio State University. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, it's gonna be awful. It might um, be a mute game. We'll yeah, see. it will be a mute. I'll I'll turn on the um I'll turn on the Penn State radio network, guys. Um, yeah. Jack... <laughs> Steve Jones and Jack Ham. I'm not rather listen to them than Joel and Clat or Joel Clatton and Gus Johnson. Um, but yeah, as far as Michigan just rolled, not much more to say about that. Yeah. Um, they're just kind of pretty teasing, good. teasing their opponents now, thinking they can get in get in <laughs> in, in a game, and they're going to lose easily. Um, moving on, a couple other closer games. Uh, Rutgers over Michigan State, 27-24, when the Spartans were leading 24-26 at the end of the third quarter. Blew it, Sparty. You blew it. You had this game. Oh, 24 to 6. Yeah, 24 right. to 6. Yeah. Um, they had a, I think Rutgers blocked the punt, and they also had a weird, uh, on a, off of a kickoff, they recovered a ball, which, like, they didn't attempt to field it or something. It was something very bizarre happened, and Rutgers mm -hmm. got it inside the uh, Spartan 20. 20 yard line and scored after that. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's pretty win. bad, but if there's any week where you're going to blow a big lead uh, and not have to, you know, hear about it because you got overshadowed this week is a pretty good one. <laughs> well, um, I will say for Michigan State, you might have a bright spot is uh, Hauser. Caton Hauser came in. Uh, he was 18 for 29, 133 yards, two touchdowns. Um, so he. It was his first uh, career start, and he looked pretty yeah, good. Right. Did they just bench the other guy? I think so. All right, yeah, they must have, because I knew I didn't think he was hurt. Yeah, I think he got benched. So, um, he looked pretty good. Uh, maybe they can build off of that. Uh, but good on Rutgers. They're one one win away now from bowl eligibility, and they have Indiana next, so they could be bowl eligible yeah, they're gonna do next it. week. I think so. And then the other oh, they game... actually though they have to pretty much win that <laughs> after that after that they're in for a world of hurt. <laughs> yeah, this is this has got to be it. Yeah. Um and then a lot uh, other Big 10 game, Illinois over Maryland 27-24. Surprised by this one, yeah. <laughs> Just when we thought they were done. Here they come storming back. Still stuck with Luke Altmaier. I got Give him credit there. I would have benched that guy two games ago. <laughs> but I guess yeah. maybe they don't have anyone else. Yeah, well, we saw we saw his backup. He wasn't that good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they beat the Terps. And, yeah, this is uh, – it's mid-October, so here comes the Terp explosion – you know, implosion uh, after you yeah. think they're going to be good. So I didn't watch this game, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, looking at the stats, it's like how did Maryland lose? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, Tagovailoa, 27 of 39 for 266 and two touchdowns, no picks. They didn't run the ball very much, but Hemby was averaging almost six yards a carry and 12 carries. Yeah. Like, I don't understand where they went wrong here. I guess they lost one fumble, but still. Yeah, their I didn't get to watch just stuff. Well, it seems like their defense must have just imploded to even let Altmaier throw two touchdowns. Yeah, but they're 
their offense is better than their defense, I think. And yeah, it just yeah, I don't know. Without watching the game, I don't know what the flow was really. But um, good for Illinois; they're still staying alive. They get their first conference win of the season, and in the Big Ten West, you just never know. Yeah, at one point, right before halftime, uh, Maryland, according to the win probability, and ESPN had a 90.7% chance of winning. <laughs> and then Whoops. blew it. Um, yeah, so Terps, you gotta got to step it up. You were supposed to be that best fourth best team in the east and now you're falling way behind um all right so let's get to the adjusted power rankings um down at the bottom the 12 13 14th teams have not moved michigan state northwestern indiana uh might as well only rank the top three at this point yeah <laughs> everyone else sucks <laughs> Uh, Nebraska moved down a spot, even though you're on a bye, but who cares? Because I had to make room for Illinois winning. I gave them a spot bump to number 10. Uh, Purdue stays ahead at number 9. Minnesota also dropped the spot, even though they were on a bye week, but that was because Rutgers won, so I gave them the bump up. Maryland jumps down to 6, Wisconsin 5, Iowa 4. They move up two spots, but yeah, there's a... There's a uh, yeah. hole the size of a Mac, couple Mac trucks between Penn State and Iowa. Yeah. Um, and then Ohio State and Michigan. And that's going to... Such a jumbled mess from four through like eight or nine of just crap teams. Yeah. I would say even if Penn State lost and lost big to Ohio State this week, they're still going to be number three. Oh, yeah. In Iowa. <laughs> oh, they have to be. They blew them out. They blew them shut. out and shut them out. And uh, it better than all the other teams on this list. I mean, looking at it, even if Penn State lost Ohio State and then eventually lost to Michigan, there's still no way Iowa would be able to put together a resume to pass them. So it's like one, two, and three are not going to change. They may change the order amongst themselves, but they're never going to drop to four no matter what, pretty much. Yeah, I don't think so. Even... Yeah, like you said, even if Iowa, lose to each other. Yeah, even if Iowa won out and was eleven and one, and Penn State lost to Ohio State and Michigan, it was ten and two. They still look light years ahead of Iowa oh, yeah. uh, as a team. <laughs> Iowa, yeah, man, Iowa might win out to Minnesota, Northwestern, yeah. Rutgers, Illinois, at Nebraska. They have yeah. four home games coming up. In a row. I think one of them is not a home game. I think one is at like Wrigley or something like that. That Illinois game. <laughs> or Northwestern. Northwestern might be at Wrigley. Yeah, so the Illinois game is at Kinnick. Let me check the Northwestern game. Yeah, here. it's at Wrigley Field. So it's technically oh, a yeah. Northwestern home game. Oh, all right. Um, but yeah, ESPN, ESPN puts verses on it yeah. instead of for even a neutral site game, it says verses. All right. Um, but, but yeah, still, still they'll still. probably have more fans at that game anyway. Than Northwestern, yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah, they could definitely win out. It's sad as it is. Team is horrible. I mean, at least we kept Brian Ferentz under his uh twenty-four points or whatever, twenty-five. Oh yeah, he... 
that guy's not even going to get <laughs> he's, he's not, not even going to get close, close. no way he might end up that season under 20 points a game to keep it up at this rate ugh alright the next segment is stock up stock down who you got this week for your stock up pick Corey so for this week I'm doing this for you okay I'm going on my stock up it's Kyle McCord so I tend to jinx most people that I pick for this. All right. So he's my stock up. He had a good game. We'll see if I can jinx him. Uh, he has kind of, I wouldn't say proven me wrong, but at least made me look like an idiot for a couple games here since the Notre Dame game. But uh, eventually he's going to come back down to earth. But for now, I'll give him stock up. We'll see if we can uh, put an end to this nonsense. <laughs> And uh, probably now I'm going to just reverse that, what you tried to do, because I'm going to pick Daquan Hardy. Uno reverse card. (laughs) Uh, Two punt returns for a touchdown. He looks like uh, he's going to be the punt returner going forward. I know it's UMass, but, I mean, he has that burst. Uh, He looked pretty good on that. And he plays good defense, too. You know, he's in there as he comes in on the rotation for their defense um, in in the secondary. So... Um, I'll I'll give him the stock up this week. Who's your stock down pick? Uh, the entire Wisconsin Badgers team. <laughs> After that showing, I mean, I'll still watch because I'm a sucker, I guess. <laughs> but uh, it they just look pathetic, and I don't know. The uh, wish I could slap Paul Christ because <laughs> he just really let it go downhill. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even need to call it any individual. Everyone is just pretty much bad. I was going to bring this up earlier because I, I took a brief look while we were talking about that game. Uh, right now, Wisconsin has the 25th ranked uh, recruiting class overall, according to the 247 composite. Um, got yeah, I eight, think Fickle. Got eight okay. four stars in in that ranking right now. so It's better than what we used to do. So I think Fickle's on the right track. I just think, uh, yeah, things were much worse than everyone was leading on. Mm-hmm. And he came in and was like, Jesus Christ, these guys fucking suck. <laughs> and he's doing his best to try to make it work, winning a couple games here and there. But, yeah, you can't polish a turd. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be take a while. I think I texted you last night. Said it's gonna take a couple recruiting cycles. For yeah, I'm him that, so I'm not that. gonna, I'm not gonna blame him yet. Yeah, not um, a big fan of Longo. I'm not. I would have preferred he maybe went a different route on his hire there, but we'll see if he comes good or not. Well, you kind of have to give him a little bit because he's working with some the same amount of bad too. You know what I yeah. mean? So. Kind of have to give him a little bit of time, maybe. That's but, true. but yeah, I just like to it, see better play calling. Yeah, it doesn't know. seem like he has a good like. Even the game plan doesn't seem like. Even if they had players to execute, the game plan doesn't even look like it's all there. Right. Like, yeah, I I get that part. Yeah. I, I'm a I'm a Steelers fan, so I totally get a bad <laughs> offensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, Glad right. we could send you that one. Eventually. <laughs> uh, yeah, so going along the, the bad team 
uh, theme. I'm going to pick this week, uh, Maryland. Uh, what happened? You guys were riding high. You even at six quarters ago, you were leading Ohio State. Um, it just all went downhill after that. And then yesterday, you blew that game. You should have easily. Illinois was coming in all down on themselves, and you just totally blew it. Um, yeah, I sort of figured Illinois would have just rolled over, kind of like Michigan State. But yeah, nah, I guess Bert's not ready to give up yet. No. Um, but yeah, Maryland, and like we said, that they're they're um stats you know overall they look like they had a pretty good game statistically mm-hmm. but just couldn't get the job done in the end and illinois kicked the game winning field goal so yeah uh, lack of efficiency and you get those yards and stuff you got to get the scores yep and maryland they're still going to get a bowl game but they're not going to get to that nine win ceiling ceiling that they thought they were going to have this year. Oh, that, that a lot of people thought they were going to have it. They're going to still be probably a seven, maybe eight win team. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's get to previewing next week. Uh, it's finally here. Penn state, Ohio state, the big one in Columbus, uh, big noon will be there as we already talked about Gus and Joel Klatt. Um, and ESPN get College Game Day is going to be there. Does Colorado have a bye week or something? I <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? What's going on here? <laughs> Colorado, did you? We didn't even talk about that. Blowing the twenty-nine point lead Friday night against Stanford and losing in double overtime—that was hilarious. <laughs> and also, as a kind of hilarious side note, they do have a bye week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's really the only reason. <laughs> they're not there okay all right they would they would probably go to a four and three or three and three whatever their record is three lost colorado team over two undefeateds in the big 10 if, they, if given yeah, the choice for sure but they were like ah we'll throw them a bone because colorado's on a bye <laughs> but um yes yeah, so i mean this one's gonna come down <clears throat> To, it's going to be a low-scoring game, I, I think. Just the two defenses are really, really good. It's going to be yards and points are going to be at a premium. Um, I think Ohio State's plan, because what they have seen so far with Penn State's running backs, is that they're going to load the box and they're going to put a lot of pressure to, like, say, tell Allard, you're going to have to beat us. Um, and he's going to have to be up to the challenge there. I don't know if the receivers... It's good that they got Harrison Wallace back, um, so mm-hmm. maybe give him that other option. But I'd like to see – I, I mentioned earlier about the tight ends. I'd like to see the tight ends get a, very involved in this game, um, throwing across the middle there to them, so hopefully some wide-open targets. Because LR has shown so far that he's seems to be like, I'm just going to take what the defense gives me. So what, whoever's open, I'm going to throw to him, and that's what we're going to do. If it if it's not big plays, we're just going to – it's the short, intermediate passing game that seems to be working. Um, yeah. Like you so, said, there's going to be a lot of dinking and dunking. Yeah. Um, because that's going to be the nature of what Ohio State's going to give you, and Penn State hasn't really had wide receivers really shown that they can uh, – you know, to get separation against a good defense like that. Yeah, yeah, and I, um, I, I, yeah, and I don't think, I don't think this is the week you're going to get a big rushing attack. Um, I get nah. Penn State. I'd it's be surprised be if any. I'd be surprised if any any 
running back either side goes over 100, considering Ohio State's not known for running this year either. Yeah, I'd say neither team's even going to get close to that. Maybe as a team, 100 yards, but no individual for sure. Yeah. Um, where I see an advantage, I mean, Penn State's offensive line has to hold up against a defensive line. It's going to have to get out of our time. But I see that Ohio State line, offensive line, being worse. And I think Penn State's defensive line is going to feast a little bit and pressure McCord um, and get to him. Uh, I predicted before the season that Penn State's going to win this game, and I'm going to stick with it. So that's my bold prediction. Penn State's going to pull the upset. Um, First time since 2011 would they win in Columbus, and first time since 2016 will they beat the Buckeyes. But, yeah, low-scoring game, uh, 17-13 is my final score. It is low. Uh, The only thing that worries me slightly is – I think as far as wide receivers go, Ohio State has more talent there. Oh, I think they Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. is by far going to be the best player on the field when he's out there. Uh, so that just kind of worries me because he could, you know, he could have a big game out of nowhere. Yes. But I, other I mean, than that, I think they match up pretty well. I think Ohio State's not going to be able to run the ball. So. Hopefully they'll be able to uh, scheme some coverages to hold Harrison Jr. under wraps for a bit. I think they're going to score a little more than you predict. I'm going to go... Ohio State's four-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, forgot to mention that. It's in Columbus. Yeah, they just always seem to pull shit out of their ass. Oh, I know. So I'm gonna <laughs> go I'm Ohio State but... 24, Penn State 21. Okay, yeah, I <clears throat> no, I mean it's yeah, I gotta stick with my pick. I, I I've picked them since and this is the they match up better with the Buckeyes than they do the Wolverines. And if if they don't win this game, I just don't see how they get to 11 and one and take that next step. And we're back where we were just last the same team as we were last year and didn't take mm-hmm. a step forward. Um, so this, is, it. Like this is their chance. And they should have a lot more confidence this year going into this game than previous years. So, I mean, this is their chance, like you said. And I think Ohio State's, they're there to be beat. Just, just I'm not sure it's going to happen. Cause I, yeah. It's so hard to, I don't know. You just never know what's going to happen. But then they just pull things out of their ass, like I said. Oh, yeah. I mean... They haven't looked like world beaters like they typically do, and then they'll show up in a big game like this against Pitt State and beat them by two or three scores mm. just just because they're Ohio State. <laughs> I mean, we've had them on the rope so many times and in in previous games and can't close the door. And yeah. that's what the bad rap on Franklin is, is that he can't get the job done in these big games. And some of it's valid, but, I mean, at some point you're going to have to get this done because this is what you're building your team he's built his team to beat ohio state he wasn't expecting michigan to come out you know what i mean like michigan kind of built up the hardball was in the same position like oh you can't win the big game can't win the big game and he finally did could maybe this is franklin's moment to finally you know do it i mean Yeah. yeah 
we won a Big Ten title and you know in 2016, but it's been a long time since then, and it's time to time to step up and and do it again. So this is his chance. I really hope. I mean, a lot of it's probably wishful thinking that I'm 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 thinking my logical my logical side of my brain is saying no, you, the Buckeyes are going to win this one. But I don't know. I just feel a difference about this Penn State team that they're finally going to get this job done here. Yeah, that's how I picked last week that of the Wisconsin Iowa game. Mm. It's like I just had a feeling we were going to lose, but I went with my heart instead of my head. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but uh, what you really need is you need to make sure that Lou Holtz keeps Penn State's name out of his mouth because if he starts talking guys up you saw how he motivates the Ohio State team oh, Ryan Day was practically in tears so if Lou Holtz talks you guys up put a put a fork in it so I know right they need to keep him a, a lot, a, well away from this game yeah <laughs> all right uh let's get to the Wisconsin at Illinois game how do you feel like this one's gonna play out this week uh, oh, and uh, the Badgers are three and a half point favorites in Champaign. Yeah, I wonder if that's. Uh, I'm pretty certain Mordecai's not going to play. From they haven't really had an update yet, but after well, I got the a broken game, hand. Fickle, yeah, after the game, <laughs> Fickle said uh, it's not. It didn't seem like something that he's going to, you know, be back from really quickly. So mm. he was basically hinting. I don't think he's going to play this game, but. Braden Lock looked all right, so I'm not that worried about it. Uh, man, in Champaign, Wisconsin, just not great. Illinois coming off a win. I don't know. We got to figure some shit out here eventually, I would hope. So I'll go with Wisconsin again. Probably like 21-17. Although I'm worried that I'm not sure we can get in the end zone three times in a game, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I think uh, yeah, it's a tough one because right now the stock is up for Illinois, the stock is down for Wisconsin. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to pick the Badgers. They'll somehow turn it around. I could see a lower scoring game too. I will go twenty Wisconsin Illinois seven. Uh, no, you pick the Illinois thirteen twenty to thirteen. Yeah, I don't have great feelings about it. I wouldn't put my own money on Wisconsin. It's more of a homer pick, but uh, yeah, if we can't beat Illinois, the pack that shit in. And we don't even <laughs> it's need over. To play the rest. <laughs> Going for a repeat appearance in the uh, guaranteed rate bowl. If we make a ball at that rate. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go around the conference to the other games. Uh, what have we got on here? We got big one, big one, <laughs> Saturday night from Spartan Stadium. Michigan comes in. Uh, they're going to walk all over Michigan. Oh, yeah. This is, not a, this is a rivalry but a tunnel situation and whatever. Yeah. They still, yeah. Michigan 24 and a half point favorite. Uh, it's going to be way beyond that. Yeah. It's and over under is 48. I would say, I would say pound the over on this one. Yeah. Michigan's going to score that on their own. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. I actually will go with I'll go with that. I'll say forty eight seven final score. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that where you're gonna pick? I was gonna go really close to that. I was trying to figure out like the point uh combinations you'd have to get to get to forty eight and I wasn't thinking of any good ones, but uh yeah, I'll go forty seven fourteen. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be a rough night for Sparty in this one. And I've seen them seen a few Spartan fans on Twitter and they're just totally like not even excited. Normally they'd be excited for the they love this rivalry game, but they're not even they're totally disinterested in the season now after the whole Mel Tucker thing and oh, yeah. everything they've gone through. It's just like get to the end of the year, pack it in, let's get the next season. Yeah. <laughs> get a new coach in there. I mean, I'm sure it's nothing against, um, you know, the the interim guy. They, yeah, he's doing his what hands he can, are, but... Yeah, his hands are tied, really, with everything yeah. that's happened there. There's probably going to be a whole mass exodus out of East oh, Lansing yeah. um, in the offseason. Unless Urban comes in. <laughs> that's the rumor. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. No. There is I, no I, way. I, I can't imagine that. <laughs> Especially, yeah. I mean, after that, after what happened with Mel Tucker, then you're going to waltz in this guy who hasn't coached in years. Fresh off, like, whatever, where he was, like, reaching up that girl's skirt in that yeah. bar. Yeah, <laughs> you no. can't do A that. married guy doing that, yeah. 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 No. There's no way you can make that higher. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Michigan State's made some really bad mistakes in the past, but you got to make it. Fresh start now. You can't yeah. be doing something like that. No. All right, so let's jump around. Uh, Rutgers at Indiana. Rutgers are five-point favorites in this one. I think the Scarlet Knights are going bowling. Yeah. I think they're going to beat uh, – Indiana's about to pack it in. I think Tom Allen's going to get canned at the end of the year, if not before Yeah, their that. quarterback situation is dire. They can't yeah. figure out who they want to stick with. Yeah, I think I think they're done. I think Rutgers has the horses to beat Indiana here, and like you said, it better better be now because yeah, because they're in for a world of hurt next three games. Yeah, they're they have a bye after Indiana. They're not being in Ohio State. They're probably not going to go to Kinnick and win. They're not going to win in Beaver Stadium, and Maryland might they be could win that up. game, they but I feel like game. they're not going to be favored, probably. Yeah. Just get it done now. Win now. Yeah. Take care of your bowl eligibility, and and uh, you'll be set. Because that's yeah. their main goal right now. I mean, Greg Schiano came back, you know, trying to repeat what he did in the Big East, and that's just not possible with the Big Ten. No. Rutgers' goal has to be bowl eligibility every year, because that's, I mean, realistic goal. Let's, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Everybody has hopes and dreams of winning a national title, but let's be realistic. Yeah, I'm going uh, Rutgers 28, Indiana 14. Yeah, I'll go Rutgers 31, Indiana 10. Can't believe they're only Rutgers only a five point favorite. Seems low. Yeah. Yeah, who's uh, bad? One game you lost over here. Uh, Iowa and Minnesota. Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't done. Yeah, I'll get to oh, that. All right. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna get to that. Um, yeah, Minnesota visits Iowa. Iowa's a five and a half point favorite. 
Uh, this one, another ugly one. I'll say oh, yeah. Minnesota. No, no, no. Excuse me. Iowa will win. Minnesota's coming off a of bye week. Iowa's ranked again. They put them back into the top 25 at number 24. They lost that ranking after they lost to Penn State. Um, but yeah, another ugly one. Field goal city. Uh, I'm going to call it 16. 16-7 Iowa. Calicomandus is a terrible quarterback. Yeah, I was going to say Minnesota <laughs> is basically Iowa just with a shit defense too. Because Minnesota's offense is total garbage, and their quarterback is not good. Um, uh, yeah, they're not gonna be able to run the ball. And... If Darius Taylor comes back, though, he's had pretty good, but he was injured, so I don't know if what his status is. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But even so, against Iowa, it's gonna be tough sledding. Mm. Uh man, Iowa Deacon Hill back out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Let's go with 12. <laughs> Four field goals. If you got points for punting, though, they'd fucking be a oh, killer yeah. team. But uh, I'm going to go 12 to 5. <laughs> Minnesota's going to get a safety. Minnesota's going to get a safety. Have Iowa yeah, backed Deacon up. Deacon Hill's going to get sacked in the end zone. 12 <laughs> 5. Oh, God, what? Watching their games is so miserable. Like, the uh, only time this year that I've watched a full Iowa game is obviously when they play Penn State. But the only way I could watch an Iowa game in real life is if I just got super drunk. But then I'd be so drunk that I wouldn't remember having watched an Iowa game, so it just <laughs> kind of defeats itself. And we talked about doing that next year, going to Wisconsin and Iowa. I don't know if we could do it. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be rough. <laughs> yeah. Do they sell alcohol at Kinnick? That's I that's the key. I think they do. I'm not <laughs> sure though. They definitely sell it around there. So. Uh, all right. Well, the last Big Ten game this week is Northwestern at Nebraska. I think both these teams are coming off bye weeks. Um. I'll go Huskers. Just still don't. I mean, both teams are three and three, one and two in Big Ten play. Um, I don't believe much of what Northwestern's putting together, especially since the last time out they almost lost to uh, Howard. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I, I think Nebraska will get it done. Nebraska's still looking around eligibility, bowl eligibility, so they can still get it. I'll go Huskers. Huskers twenty-seven, Northwestern seventeen. Yeah, which, is, which would just be on the over under forty four points. Nebraska is thirteen and a half points. Yeah, I think that's way too much. So Northwestern will cover that easy. But I'm gonna go uh, Nebraska twenty four, Northwestern seventeen. Okay. Yeah, Nebraska. If they want bill eligibility. They better get it in the next three games. They got Northwestern, Purdue, Michigan State. Those are all there for the taking. Yeah. I mean, then I can got... easily see them losing this game, too. Just so you know. I mean, their yes. quarterback sucks. So. Yeah, they could. They could. It's hard to predict. Uh, but then they got Maryland after that eh, um, at home. Then they got to go to Wisconsin, but we've already talked about Wisconsin. Yeah, who knows? 
and then Iowa. So the better they want bowl eligibility. These are the easier three games than the last three games. Let's put it that yeah. way, on paper. Um, let's go around a couple more games around in the top twenty-five. Um, who do we got here? Tennessee at Alabama this week. Um, Bama is a nine and a half point favorite at home. I don't like Alabama this year. They just do not look. I mean, I don't. Like uh, their Alabama quarterback general, play is not very good. No. No, their offensive line play is not very good. No. Um, but I also don't said, really like Tennessee, though. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Tennessee has not looked good, and Alabama is going to have revenge on their mind after last season losing in Tennessee. Um, yeah, and I can't see Alabama losing another home game this year. No, probably not. Um, yeah, I was gonna, I was going to bring up uh, the longest streak here was 15. Yeah, going into the last season, Alabama had won 15 straight in this series, going back to 2007. Um, and then Tennessee pulled the upset in a crazy game, 52-49 last year in Knoxville. So, yeah, I'll go Alabama's going to get the revenge. It's not going to be pretty. Um they barely beat who did they play this last weekend? Uh is it Ole Arkansas. Miss? Oh Arkansas. 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 Okay. Yeah, it was twenty four twenty one, I think the final score there. Yeah. Uh yeah, I, this one's not gonna be as high scoring as last year because neither one of these offenses is that great. I'll go Bama twenty four, Tennessee twenty. I'm going to go Emma 31, Tennessee 17. Okay. Hit right at the over-under 48. Um, big one Saturday night in the ACC, 5-1 Duke at 6-0 Florida State. Florida State's mm. a 14-point 14 14 favorite. Yeah, Florida State... A few games I watched from have looked pretty good. I didn't watch the Boston College game, which they barely eked out, but their other games, they looked pretty good. I'll go with Florida State for sure. Um, yeah, that they're at home, I, I, I give it to Florida State. Yeah. Two touchdown favorites, I don't know about. Eh. Oh, it's a tough on the call. I'll go Florida State. 35. Duke, 24. Yeah, I guess something similar. Uh, Florida State, 38. Duke, 27. Pretty high-scoring game, but get that over. Um, yeah, but Duke covers. Yeah, I mean, Duke, Duke better than they have been in the past, but still not good enough to win a over number four team on the road. Yeah, that, that's a tough ask. Um, I think the ACC this year has gone to the top two um, teams get to the ACC championship game. Right now, it's Florida State at top at 4-0. North Carolina's 3-0, uh, both 6-0 overall. But Duke's right behind them in, in conference at 2-0. Um, um, so it's a big game for them. If they can... Pull the upset, 
they have a chance because they have <clears throat> the rest of the way ACC wise. Um, let me look at Duke's schedule the rest of the way. Louisville, Wake Forest, North Carolina, Virginia, and Pitt. Yeah. Um, Louisville's coming off a big loss to all right. I upset lost to Pitt. I don't know how that happened, but it did. Yeah, and Wake Forest, North Carolina will be a big one rivalry game. Not as big as basketball rivalry, but it is rivalry. Uh, Virginia should be a win. Pitt should be a win. But look what just happened. Um, that was Pitt's first big, uh, or Pitt's first FBS win this year. <laughs> but, uh, against Louisville. <clears throat> yeah, what happened was they went back to a former Penn State cast off yeah, here. That's right, Christian Bailu. Yeah. <laughs> Although I am looking at the some stuff from this game, and I recognize uh, two rushing touchdowns for Isaac Garendo for Louisville, former Badger. Mm-hmm. I remember him. Yep. Oh, man. After Ches went down, we could freaking use this guy this year for sure. <laughs> he actually had some speed. Um, but, yeah, Velo didn't have a – he was at an okay game. He was better than uh, the, uh, other compared guys. Compared to Jerkovic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might exactly. as well have been fucking Dan Marino out there. <laughs> um, yeah, and then another game I was looking at was Utah at USC. USC is coming off a pounding uh, they took in South Bend. Man. Yeah, I think Caleb Williams uh, kissed the Heisman goodbye. Yeah, three interceptions night. in that game. He looked mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah. Um, Utah, yeah, he had only one interception all year coming into that game, and he throws three against the Irish. Um, Utah's coming in five and one. This is a home game at USC. They're now pissed that they lost a game. Uh, I'll say Trojans, but their defense is still really bad. The over-under on this is 56. I'd say it's really close. I'll go 35-31 USC, but it's going to – I could yeah. definitely see Utah going in there and winning at the same time because I just don't trust trust the Trojan defense. Yeah, it's not that impressed with Utah either. So, yeah, I can't really pick them. So, I'll go with USC. This is another – Pac-12 game with very little defense going to be played, probably. Go USC, 42, Utah, 39. Yeah, big score. Um, I would say after this week, your your Heisman uh, Heisman front runner right now is Michael Penix Jr. Oh yeah, he's he had a great game against Oregon and that um, big win for the Huskies. Uh, he looks great. Indiana's got to be kicking themselves for letting that guy go. Although maybe he wouldn't. He probably he wouldn't be. Yeah. yeah, he wouldn't have these numbers. He was good, uh, but he's having he's he had a resurgence up in in Seattle. He did all he could when he was there just to get him out of mediocrity, and he's just like, yeah. Uh, I'm I want to go win a national champion. Yeah. I'm wasting my talents here in Bloomington. <laughs> yeah. At least try to win a maybe a conference championship. Yeah, it'll be tough to win a national title, but they, they have a contention. Surprised. 
I was surprised Washington pulled that game out, but yeah, should have known did. better than betting on Bo Nix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they blew it. They they had a chance there, and they just blew it. Not just a missed field goal, but they they missed some chances in that game. They should have won. Um, but is what it is. Washington takes it, and they bumped bumped up a couple poll spots. Not that the poll matters right now. The Playoff poll comes out, I think, at the end of the month, or the first of November. First weekend of November it comes out. Right. That's when it starts to get real. The AP poll, trash. Coaches poll, yeah. even more trash. <laughs> the coaches shouldn't even get votes. I don't even, that's just a traditional thing they hang on. They really shouldn't be doing that poll. It's garbage. Yeah. Yeah. The coaches don't even do it most of the time. They don't even watch the games. They're paying attention <laughs> to their own team, and that's about it outside of that. They're just, I mean, probably a lot of times it's a staff member doing it for them. Yeah, yeah someone in the sports information office. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's our show for tonight. Uh, thanks, Corey, for joining. I know it kind of sucked with the loss. You said you weren't going, you weren't going to show up, but you showed up. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> um, could be me next week. I'll probably feel like uh, not wanting the hit, not wanting. I mean, a lot less embarrassing to lose to a team that doesn't also suck balls. Yeah, but just so tired of losing to Ohio State. I don't want to lose oh, yeah, these too. guys anymore. We haven't had to quite every year, but basically. Yeah. Yeah, you guys play them in a couple weeks too. Yeah. After the Ohio State, after the Penn State game, right? Yeah, after that Iowa game, at beginning of the season, I was like, oh, you know, Halloween, Madison, we could be up for that game. Fuck no, we're gonna <laughs> lose. Not even close. Especially if they got the players... coming off of if they come off a loss. Yeah, and half the players are just dressed up as Badger players for Halloween, I think, because they don't seem to be able to actually play like one. Uh, yeah, so, but, yep, uh, once again, our podcast is available on all the major pla- podcast platforms, um, and Twitter's still around, X, whatever, it's somehow still kicking. He hasn't charged us yet, so we're still on it, um, so... Uh, thanks again, Corey, for joining, and I'll uh, talk to you again next week after the big game. Yeah, sounds good. See ya. Yep, bye.